0: This show 241 of These Amazing Places. This is a little bit different, These Amazing Places, as you can tell from the different uh, entrance music this time. Um, this is Doug, everybody, and this is the show on the optimist that I had promised you. So uh, in this show, I'm actually going to uh, discuss what the optimist is uh, a little bit more in depth, maybe. Hopefully a lot of you are getting a chance to take a look at it. I also want to uh, follow up with that on uh, what's going to come from The Optimist uh, when we get to D23, and hopefully what that's going to be is a major introduction of the movie Tomorrowland. So I'm going to get into talking about it quite a bit also. So I will be right back. okay everybody so here we go uh, on this show i really want to talk, start out just talking to you a little bit and give you some uh more information on uh the alternate reality game that disney has started up uh just a few weeks ago and that game is called the optimist uh, in case you haven't been uh, following it it uh, actually is i believe the um Uh, the creation of Damon Lindelhoff and probably the same people that put together some of the same people that put together Lost and the way that uh, things were done in Lost. In case you don't know who Damon is, he was actually one of the writers for the show Lost. And uh, if you, as I spoke about before, uh, a little bit of the stuff on D23 in our last show, I talked about um, uh, basically how um, Damon and uh, the rest of the uh, crew, the writing crew within uh, Lost put together many different websites and really tried to cre- create a viral almost presence uh, in alternate reality uh, with with uh, different websites, things like that that they set up that kept people uh, always wanting a little more from what was coming from Lost. Um, I think here, once again, with uh, the uh, Optimist, ultimate reality game he's doing the same thing again here and that is to to create buzz, to create a sensation and to create uh, a storyline that's built into people before the uh, first trailer before anything really comes out that's solid uh, about the movie Tomorrowland so uh, let me just hit a little bit here about um, what you're gonna see when uh, you maybe become a little bit involved with uh, The Optimist. What you're first going to look at, really a great uh, site, and it is really the site that shows a lot of what's going on with The Optimist. It is called storyorbit.com. So you go there and you're going to see a girl named uh, Amelia. She is the supposedly the granddaughter of of, uh, Carlos, I believe his name is. Yes, Carlos. Uh, And he seems to be somebody who is going to play a pretty, pretty big part in, uh, in what all is happening, what we're leading up to. So let me just uh, read you a little bit here of what uh, she says. And remember now, Amelia is not a real person, but she's basically part of the storyline. She says uh, about me, I'm a slightly overwhelmed undergrad, scrambling to find time between school in the smallest state in the union, and work at a low rent video store to make a documentary about my grandfather, Carlos was a writer who always looked to the future. He's only passed a short time ago, and I miss him terribly. Like him, I am a storyteller. At least I want to be. I'm working on it. I want my docu- documentary to be my way of thanking him for all of the stories he shared with me as a little girl. He lived in the apartment of a mom's garage, I found, and I found lots of his stuff about his younger years as someone who dreamed of a better tomorrow. Because of this, I now have lots and lots and lots and lots of things to make sense of and scan. I started this blog as a way to put together my notes and research and keep track of my random thoughts. Anyway, that is really the introduction of who she is Uh, since then. uh, Many of the things that are going on, you can follow on the uh, Story orbits site, and you can also follow along with her at... uh, Let's see here. She, uh, you can follow along with her on Twitter at, at StoryOrbit. And in there she throws out little things like the most recent was actually just put up 58 minutes ago. Many times she answers to people who um, are putting up things and then there are clues built out of that. So the latest one 58 minutes ago is at MiamiMD. Call. Thanks, Mikey. I have a feeling mom would appreciate that. So it is just answers a lot of times to little things. Um, Let me go through uh, the latest update on Story Orbits came out actually today. Well, actually now as of yesterday. That would have been July 30th. And it says here in the post, on the right track, I've mentioned Grandpa's apartment above the family garage. He spent a lot of time up there, his fingers clacking away on his typewriter, and it was more than just a living space for him. It was a sanctuary where he got to do what he loved most, writing stories. Seeing Wallace's latest map, that is another clue that was already given out, compelled me to do some research on Walt over the weekend, and I discovered he had a similar sanctuary of his own, Carolwood Barn, in that barn, he worked on, a mini- on miniature trains and his own personal miniature railroad, the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad. He also hung out with friends and came up with new ideas for projects. Many even referred to Carrollwood Barn as the birthplace of Walt Disney Imagineering. Pretty awesome, right? So, there'll be stuff that comes out of that. Um, and so, yeah, technically people are already beginning to uh, post stuff on that. And you can follow along with that um anyway somebody posted here at at the cartography just posted my tribute to waltz to places walt liked to visit how many have you been to that's just some of the stuff that will be put up on there um so to say that really i mean there are as i spoke about before uh the people ricky Perganti over inside the magic.net they're doing a really good job of just following along with the storyline and having people work out the clues of what's happening these clues, I don't know if I said it before in much of the storyline, it's really only taking place in the Los Angeles area. And so uh, that's the reason why Ricky has somebody out on the West Coast, a couple of guys out on the West Coast doing work for him out there. And they're posting stuff then, and he's posting it up to his website. So it's a great way to see video and see the things that are actually going on with that. And so I believe this is going to continue to build clues to build, uh, build up excitement and sensation as to what's coming. It has been confirmed that um, that this will all coincide at the D23 event that begins uh, August 9th in Anaheim, California. So, as I've said before, um, if you haven't heard, uh, this is actually building up to the movie called Tomorrowland. And um, and I've also spoke then about Damon Lundelhoff. And Tomorrowland, a lot of people thought at first maybe it would be a movie about Tomorrowland itself, the actual part of the parks, but uh, it's not. And so just let me read a little excerpt here from Damon Lundelhoff himself, and he kind of gives you a good insight as to what this movie's kind of going to be about and the direction that he's taking it. He said, I've always been fascinated by Disneyland and Disney World, and my favorite part of the park was always Tomorrowland. But there's no story there. Like, if you go into Fantasyland... There's just story happening all around you everywhere, whether it's sort of a direct kind of connection, whether it's uh, a connection to a movie that you know or a fairy tale that you know. And the same with like Frontierland or when you go into the Haunted Mansion. My son who's six, when he went on Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time, Jack Sparrow is a part of that ride. He's going to see movies in two years. When he's old enough, And he's going to think that the movies were the inspiration for the ride versus the other way around. I would love to do that for Tomorrowland, you know. I would love to give Tomorrowland a story because right now Tomorrowland is kind of being taken over by Star Wars, which is great. But it's called Tomorrowland. Star Wars is a galaxy long ago, far, far away. Star Wars is not about our future. So that really gives you a little bit of an idea of the, the direction he's going. I think that uh, the what he's talking about is fantastic. And I really do believe that, that uh, Tomorrowland does need a story behind it, because it really has drifted. I mean, if you've heard stories, kind of clear back to when Tomorrowland first opened uh, in uh, 55 in, in Disneyland, uh, even as of opening day or just shortly before, Walt really had no idea what he was going to do with Tomorrowland. And so they did fill it with um very strange things at the time, but and that was really to just get it open. It seems like even ever since then, they've really never had a clear idea of what to do with Tomorrowland. Therefore many things have been put into it and and of course they quickly became today land and not Tomorrowland. And there's no way that Disney can keep up with something of that pace. So this idea of maybe building a story in behind it so that you're technically walking through that story as you get into Tomorrowland is a much better idea and it's something, that, uh, something that's maintained through a storyline and uh, not maintained through um, just trying to put attractions in that, that give across the idea of what would happen tomorrow or in the future otherwise it would I guess be called Futureland anyway so said all that also to say this uh, let me give you a little bit of an outline here as to what uh, Tomorrowland will be about okay I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, insight here or a little bit of an idea of what the movie Tomorrowland is going to be about because you haven't heard about it uh, it says it's an upcoming science fiction film directed and co-written and produced by Brad Bird produced and co-written by Damon Lundelhoff that's going to star George Clooney not really caring too much of who it's going to start at this point but more about the movie uh let's see here Walt Disney Studios announced the film under the working title 1952 if anybody remembers they actually did repli- uh, um they actually did produce and, and put out a picture at one point of a box with a lot of photos and things in it and those contained of course a lot of clues as to maybe what the movie would be about and that's kind of how they introduced it uh, if you remember of course with with uh, Lundelhoff and Hughes and Lost, they did the same kind of thing of releasing maybe little clues and things along the way out on the internet and to try to help people. uh, Maybe to get an idea of what was going on, but at the same time to keep that buzz going. Uh, Let's see here. The film is scheduled to be produced and released by the Walt Disney Pictures uh, on December 19th, 2014. Again, I originally said that it would come out in 2015, so... Let's see here, uh, the project was first greenlit by Walt Disney Studios, Sean Bailey, in 2011, when Damon Lendelhoff was signed to write and produce the film. In May 2012, Brad Bird was hired as a director. Later that year, in November, George Clooney entered negotiations negotiations to star in the film. In February 2013, it was reported that Hugh Laurie would also play in the film as the villain. Uh, let's see here. Uh, early in development, neither Brad Bird, Damon Lundelhoff, or Disney specifically said what the film's plot would be about. When asked whether the project was related to Disney's development of the Star Wars Episode four, Brad denied the claim, but confirmed that Tomorrowland would be a film pertaining to the science fiction genre. Despite media speculation, Lundelhoff st- stated that the film would not be centered on extraterrestrials. Thank goodness for that. Uh, just give you a little bit of an idea here. Some other stuff that I found that was written also about the movie. Uh, let's see here. It says that the movie will. This is a loose idea, maybe, of what what's going to be about. Such so a teenage girl, a genius middle-aged man who was kicked out of Tomorrowland, and a prepubescent girl robot attempt to get to and unravel what happened to Tomorrowland, which exists in an alter- alternative. D- dimension in order to save earth uh, the Tomorrowland that they keep referring to and this breakdown appears to a place to be a place where science fiction has blown past the world we live in and when frank Walt- walker was a young man he first encountered the promise of Tomorrowland in the 1964 world's fair this has already been alluded to by the way everybody um, in some of the hints that have been put out there uh alluding to the world's fair and that this is the direction that the optimist is heading in so they are giving out those clues uh let's see here i'm trying to see if there's anything else here okay well we'll just keep reading david nix was there showing off his own work and he told walker to come back when he was older and his inventions actually worked a girl named athena saw great promise on 11 year old frank though and she snuck him into tomorrowland Eventually, Frank was discovered by Nix and thrown out, but not before learning that the girl he loved, Athena, was actually a robot. By the time we meet Frank in the film, he's much older, and George Clooney is set to play that part. Uh, Nix is going to be the role of Hugh Laurie. Uh, Hugh Laurie, I guess you don't know, he was the guy who was the doctor, the lead doctor in House. Let's see here. Nix has been the mayor of uh, Tomorrowland for many years, and he's become rotten, corrupt. Of course, there's always the corrupt. The good guy and the corrupt. Athena, unchanged since Frank was a young man, plays a key role in the film, and the hero is a girl named Casey who has a quick scientific mind that becomes important as the story unfolds. Nix is a guy who, tech- who values technical accomplishment over creative thinking, and when he throws Frank out of Tomorrowland, he's not alone. Every creative thinker is banished, allowing Nix to focus purely on aesthetics and technical advancement it's own sake anyway uh, that really kind of gives that one of the probably the most in-depth uh, explanations of kind of what this movie is going to be about um, I hope that with Lyndall Huff, he really does a very good job of mixing sci-fi but also keeping uh, uh, feeling and emotion into it so um, it does seem too that uh, the music for the movie will be produced by uh, Michael Giacchino and in case you don't know who he is, he actually has done quite a bit of music. Probably uh, lately some of the best-known music he did was for Up. So, anyway, uh, let's see here. Actually, I wanted to play a just a short clip here from a guy named uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it was a speech that he did. And just near the end of the speech that he did at uh, Rice University, um, it really encapsulates, I think, the feeling that Lendlhoff Lendl is going to be going after, uh, and that he goes after a lot of times within his um, way of writing and his way of bringing about a plot point in a movie. And so really in this one, it really was something I think that the Walt was also tied into and that was the uh, uh, the adventure of exploring and how it does create something in mankind So I think if you can wrap all this up into a package, I really think I'm going to play this clip, but I just want everybody to just think about, um, uh, get out there and see if you can at least follow along in this uh, game that they're playing uh, and just kind of enjoy the journey that's happening through that. Uh, If it's not your thing, that I understand. uh, But if it is your thing, I just really hope that everybody who wants to know about it can find out about it and know what's going on really at this point we only have another nine maybe ten days to go in the gameplay before it's probably going to wrap up at d23 so just hope everybody gets a chance to hear this um and maybe tell others that might be interested that hear it and uh, it's not so much to have them hear this show but even so that you can actually go and and it reminds you to tell your friends about Get out there and try to play the game. It really is an adventure thing that's going on. I think it's fun. It makes you a part of what's happening. It makes you kind of even a part of leading up to the storyline. I guess if I had to say it in any way, I would say it uh, makes you a part of the preview of what's coming. So, anyway, I'm going to uh, wrap up. I will play this little bit of clip here from uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and then I'll let you out of here. We'll just finish with that. So... I hope you have enjoyed this uh, short little bit of a show, and uh, we'll be back again next week with some more stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good week. Bye.
1: But I just described to you the Apollo program that involved... Mathematicians, scientists, engineers, artists. Artists captured what this voyage was on the pages of of Life Magazine and Collier's Magazine. Artists, engineers, lawyers, yes, there are lawyers in there too. It was an entire participation of a culture, an interplay of politics, science, technology, and who and what we were as a nation. So your diploma is really not a ticket to show off what you know. You know what it really is? It's permission to admit to yourself how much you still have yet to learn. And you know what's still left to learn? All the things that come together when great things happen in a nation, when great things happen in a world. As I said, the science, the art, the geopolitics, all of that matters, all of it. Nothing happens without some touching of all of those branches of culture. There is no solution to a problem that does not embrace all that we have created as a species. So I can tell you, the original seeds of the space program were planted right here on this campus, And I can tell you that in the years since we landed on the moon, America has lost its exploratory compass.